Welcome to the Carolinas, where serial killers, abductions, and mysterious circumstances are abundant. Join me, Tiffany, and my co-host Sam, two moms, as we cover local true crime cases that will leave you wanting more. Tune in every weekend for our new episodes where we rotate between North Carolina and South Carolina true crime cases. Find us on all major podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, and follow us on our social media. We're on Instagram at Cola City Crime, and you can find our Facebook page by searching our name, Cola City Crime. Crime Scenes and Cupcakes is a true crime investigative podcast. We discuss cases regarding the assault, murder, sexual assault, or cases involving the abuse or abduction of adults or children. These topics can be very disturbing and a trigger to many individuals, so please listen accordingly. If you or someone you know is struggling or in crisis, help is available. You can text, call, or chat 988. This is available 24-7. It is also available in multiple languages for anyone who needs mental health-related or suicide crisis support. It can connect you with trained crisis counselors. Also, if you are in Wichita, there is a local crisis center. Call 316-660-7500. Hey guys, it's Marianne, dog mom, baker, true crime podcast maker, and today I want to discuss with you just a quick case. It's the case of Nori Jenkins. Nori Jenkins was born September 4th, 1934, and she was last seen in Topeka, Kansas area on Sunday, July 20th, 1986. Now, Nori She suffers from severe mental illness and requires medication. What's really sad is over every publication I can find, that's all it says about Nori and what she's suffering from. Nori suffers from severe mental illness, and we're going to get into that a little bit more. It does say she can become violent when she isn't taking her meds properly or if she isn't properly supervised. Now, Nori was born in Japan, and she has a scar on her left eyebrow. On the day of her disappearance, Nori had left the Topeka State Hospital, only to disappear. Now, no one really has any accounting for this. And as we get into this, you're going to see how weird this gets. Now, Nori had been married to Harold Jenkins while he had been stationed in the military in Okinawa, Japan. They were in Okinawa for a while, and then they moved to the United States. After moving to the States, they had two beautiful little girls. After having the little girls, Nori had shortly after been diagnosed with a mental illness, I wonder if she had been diagnosed with severe postpartum depression or something along those lines. And all they say is she was treated for this condition in Montana. Again, not a lot of descriptions, but this is in the 1960s. Then they tell us on January 3rd, 
of 1964, Nori dresses her beautiful little girls up in their best outfits. And then she proceeds to strangle them with the cloth belts from their dresses. Now, when Harold arrives home from work later that day, he finds their tiny little bodies and Linda Louise, who was only three, and Doris Marie, who was only 23 months. He finds their little bodies just laid out. Now, Nori, she was tried for two counts of murder in the first degree. But two doctors came to the trial and they testified that Nori was clinically insane. And Nori was found not guilty by reason of insanity. Again, can't find a lot on this, so I'm not sure if they were living in Topeka at the time or if they were living in Montana and Topeka was the only state hospital. Not sure, but somehow she ends up at the Topeka State Hospital for inpatient psychiatric treatment, and she was ordered to live there for the remainder of her life. Now, no idea where her husband goes after this, He's just out of the picture. And somewhere along the lines in 1986, that's when they realized, hey, Nori's no longer here. We don't know the hows. We don't know the whys. We don't know if she was released. We don't know if she escaped. We know how mental hospitals were in that time period. But, hey, we realize Nori's no longer here. No idea where she is but she doesn't live here anymore. At this time, her case, however, does remain active and unsolved. The Topeka Police Department and FBI has descriptions of Nori, and they state that they believe she is living in homeless camps or in shelters or maybe under bridges. They're not quite sure, but they do state that she has the ability to become violent if provoked. In October of 2002, a woman's skull was found by a Boy Scout conducting a roadside cleanup. I feel so bad for this kid, but he finds a woman's skull, and this is in Wisconsin. And because of the features, it was believed the skull might be that of Nori. See, Nori didn't have any teeth and they knew for a fact she didn't have teeth or she did and also she didn't have dentures when she somehow left the hospital. And for that reason, they knew the diet of this individual would also be very limited. So investigators stated they also realized when they did a forensic investigation that the jaw of this skull had been recently broken probably around the time that this person died. Although they did realize the blow was not fatal. Investigators tracked down Nori's family all the way to Japan and through DNA comparison, they were able to determine the skull did not belong to Nori. So, okay, the skull is not Nori Jenkins. So I started wondering, who did the skull belong to? So I started, you know, going to research. Skull in Wisconsin, do you ever tell us who the hell this skull, did you track it down to who it did belong to? Nowhere in my research did it ever then say 
who the skull belonged to. And that just makes me crazy. Why do you leave these threads dangling out there? Tell me who the hell this skull did belong to. You can't just say, okay, it belonged to some other person or whatever. It belongs to somebody. Who? Tell me who it belongs to. But that's another tangent. Also, okay, back to Nori Jenkins. If she is still alive today, she would be around 89 years old. In all the news articles I found, it would never really determine, again, it would never really say what mental illness she had. And that really made me pretty sad. Sad not only for Nori Jenkins, I agree, the crime that was committed was absolutely horrendous. I feel horrific for the father. I felt terrible for those two little girls. But I also wonder, in the case of Nori Jenkins, were there any signs? Could there have been anything to get her help? Were there anything, any type of factors that would have let people know that she needed help back then? And it really makes me sad for that time period where people with mental illness were not getting the help they need. And still today, it's just regarded as mental illness. Still today, they are not saying what it was or what it could have been. And maybe that would help close a chapter on Nori Jenkins' case. Nori, Linda Louise, and Doris Mae Jenkins are just blurbs on page four. And that really makes me sad. Nori Jenkins is still missing. The FBI are still looking for her the Topeka Police Department are still looking for her. I found this case on Uncovered.com. This is a case that has been going on for a long time. This case has a lot of disturbing facets. This is a missing person. Nori Jenkins would be 89 years old today, Asian, Japanese, female. Her hair color would be black, graying, eyes are dark brown with the scar over the left eyebrow. If you have any information, please call 785-296-4017 or call 1-800-KS-CRIME. And remember that she could be dangerous if approached or provoked. So please keep that in mind. But also remember, that people are more than just a mental illness. A mental illness is not just a phrase. It is more than just a blanket term. There are so many facets to mental illness and each one of those are something within itself. And everyone needs help and everyone needs someone there for them. And I don't like it when everybody is just reduced to a blurb on page four. Every victim needs talked about. Every victim needs acknowledged. Thank you guys for listening. Stay safe.